Hello and welcome to Neither the Time Nor the Space, a podcast about Doctor Who. My name is Matt and today we have the second of three compilation episodes covering the A to Z of Doctor Who, which David and I worked through this year. Um, This episode covers letters I through to Q, um, starting on the 19th of March in episode 174, Revolution of the Daleks. And we finish, as I've said, on letter Q from episode 182, The Vanquishers. So this will take us all the way through our coverage of Flux, Doctor Who Flux. And ends on the 8th of May, which is today. We haven't recorded that episode on the Vanquishers yet. Nor have I talked to David about when we are actually going to release these episodes over Christmas. So, if Christmas has been and gone, we hope you had a lovely one. If it hasn't been yet, we wish you and your families all the best for the holiday period. Um, If this is released in the new year, all the best for 2023. Like I say, we've still got seven months till Christmas to plan when we're going to put these out. So, all the best, everyone. I hope you enjoy the pod. All right, then. So, this week's A to Z, sponsored by Splash Cola. Yeah. We're up to I this week. So we are. Let me give you some episodes, David. Yeah. You tell me what you think. Okay. Idiot's Lantern. Good. Impossible Planet. Very good. Impossible Astronaut. Good. Into the Dalek. Good. It Takes You Away. Very good. Agree. Step politely disagree there. <laughs> Would you like some alien races? Are we just discovering that basically I just like all Doctor Who? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been jovial recently. Uh, there are some that I'm less keen on, but yes. All right then, Matt, crack, crack on. So, alien races. Yeah, I, I, um, this is going to be an exciting list. I'm looking forward to it. Ice Warriors. Yes. That, that's it. That's the list for alien races. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot going on for the letter no. I, is there? No. Uh, um, would you like some actors and characters? Yes, go on then. So for characters, I've got Ian Chesterton. Oh, I love a bit of Ian. And then for actors, I've yep. got Ian Malta, who played uh, Harry Sullivan. Harry Sullivan, yeah. Yeah, I had to Google who Harry Sullivan was because I forgot. I don't think you've seen any episodes with Harry yet. Yeah, no, I don't think I have. Yeah, yeah, we should rectify that at some point. Um, uh, that that is literally my list this week. Yeah, a, okay. A brief so, one. what what are you picking out of that lot? Um, I, I think I might go Impossible Planet. That was that was one of the first that really grabbed you, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, 
it's definitely a standout of early tenor. I, I panicked then because I went to write that down. But last week I said John Hurt and I thought that that was J, not H, and I thought we'd done the wrong letter. <laughs> now that's next week. That so is. I'll, write, I'll write down Impossible Planet. I might just go John Hurt again next week, just for convenience. All right. Well, I'll I'll do the thing of uh, bring up the rear and um, give you some classic as the, as the, stories. As the priest said to the actress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, so, in terms of classic stories, you've got the Ice Warriors. Yeah. You'll never guess what that one's about. <laughs> you got Inferno. Uh, you've Have got... we seen Inferno, or is that just one everyone talks about? Well, that's what everyone talks about. We, I think you'd enjoy Inferno. Um, it's it's Liz Shaw, um, which is I know is a companion you like, and um, it's got a whole parallel universe section where you've got evil. Oh, Brigadier. it's like the Eye Patch. Eye Patch Brigadier, yeah. Yeah. I think you'd I think you'd have a lot of fun. With Inferno. We should do that one sometime. Um, we've got... Oh, did you mention In the Forest of the Night? I don't think you did. No, I probably didn't, but... Yeah, because uh, that's obviously not classic, but uh, that's the In only any one... way, shape or form. That's the only one... New Who episode beginning with I that I, I would say is probably not great. Um, so we've got The Invasion... And Invasion of the Dinosaurs and the Invasion of Time. Okay. Three invasions there. Uh, the Invisible Enemy, Image of the Fendal. Um, is there anything else? No, that's it. Yeah. So some some good classic stories there. Quite a good crop. Oh. Um, do you want some writers? Always like to look at Yeah, look I mean, you do them well. anyway. I don't care, but... Yep. So that's all you writers. Okay. <laughs> with a with an I surname. <laughs> Literally none. <laughs> um so yeah, it's what it's it's the first time doing this segment where I felt like we are really I guess not quite clutching at straws, but it's slimmer pickings. So I guess I'm torn between um, I could go for It Takes You Away, which is an episode that I, I, I always want to stick up for. You'd be but, doing that just out of spite. In well, some ways, you're a very small man. The thing is, I guess I could just refer people back to our episode on that one because, you know, I said my piece there. I've got nothing additional to add to that. I could say Ice Warriors, you know. Uh a, a, a stalwart of the of the the B tier uh, monsters, you know, along alongside the likes of the Sea Devils, the Zygons. Um, I could, I could go with one of the classic stories, like I say, Inferno is a lot of fun. Uh, I like the original Ice, Ice Warriors, the Invasion. One of my favourite Troughton stories. Um, I even have a soft spot for Invasion of the Dinosaurs. Ropey uh, animated dinosaurs and all. Um, But I think it's got to be Ian. Mm -hmm. You know, 
it's that's again it's i think a bit like going with hartnell it's one of those things where it's like it's almost nostalgia for something i didn't live through and didn't grow up with but there's something about those first couple of series of doctor who that dynamic of the doctor ian barbara and susan that is just really special uh-huh. and ian obviously is a big part of that um so he's just one of those characters that just has has cast a long shadow on the show so yeah that's what i'm going with i'll go with ian this ian. yeah Add that to the ever-growing list. I feel bad that I didn't pick Barbara for B now. I know. Feels a bit sexist, doesn't it? Because you were trying to be all clever and went for Baker. Yeah. Just go for stuff you like. (laughs) It was early days in the segment, wasn't it? Um, Yeah. Anything jumping in your head for next week when we do Jay? Not a lot. I mean... Journey to the centre of the TARDIS. Wow. It's an episode that begins with J. I can't believe your brain went there instead of John Pertwee. (laughs) You see, I I always think in terms of surnames with the with the actors. I don't tend Uh, to think of um If you if you've got like a slow week, just go for like whatever works. Remember when I had Bo face off as one of my choices. Uh, let's do A to Z. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, so we're up to J this week. Mm. Um, Is there much going on for J? It's a pretty big list. Pretty cohesive list this week. Um, So, shall we start with episodes? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Right, so you can tell me whether you think these are good or bad, as per usual. Okay. Right, we start with Journey's End. It's okay. It's okay. It's a bit much. That that that's it for episodes. Oh, what about Journey to the Center of the TARDIS? No, no, isn't that Voyage to the Center of the TARDIS? Mm, I'm so no, it's Journey. Oh, I maybe skip that. I mean, with oh, good well. reason. I mean, yeah. that still goes down in, in, in history. It's the, the only episode we've had to record twice. Yeah. For this pod- Do you remember that? Yeah. That was... <laughs> uh, of poor, all the episodes days, to have to... wasn't it? I'd, I'd be fascinated to give that episode a re-listen at some point, just to see how <laughs> deflated we sounded by the end of it. Yeah. Never go back, David. Um... Never go back. <laughs> um, do you That's want some aliens? Approach. Um, yeah, go on then. Uh, I've got Jadoon. That's the only one on Wikipedia. But then, yeah. could we put the Jagrafess in there as well? <laughs> oh, let's be generous and say yes. You can have the Jagrafess if, if you so desire. Yeah. Do you want some characters? Yeah, all right. Uh, Joe Grant. Ah, uh, Great companion. Have you watched a Joe Grant story yet? I haven't. I haven't. But I'm we aware need of to address that. We need to address that, definitely. Uh, what about John Benton? Oh, yeah, Sergeant Benton. 
Yep. Uh, what about Jackson Lake? <laughs> oh, yes, everyone's favourite. <laughs> yeah. Played by David Morrissey, the other doctor. Yeah. Uh, what about Captain Jack Harkness? <sighs> mm-hmm. Moving on. I moving mean, on. I, I, I mean, yes, I, I, I think it's fair to assume at this point that we have now seen the last of Captain Jack in Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, we hopefully can move on. Until, of course, we do flipping Torchwood for this podcast. Uh, do you want some actors and actresses? Uh, yeah, why not? What about Jenna Coleman? Uh, uh, yes, good actor. What about Janet Fielding? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say they're all good, to be honest. <laughs> you know, yeah. I generally it, it it takes a lot for some for me to dislike a performance in Doctor Who. Um, yeah, Janet Fielding plays Tegan. You've seen Tegan, haven't you? Yes, if you have. Uh, yeah, yeah. Seen her get choked out. Yeah. Oh no, that's Perry. Oh. You're thinking. Of, oh no, Tegan's the Tegan's one. the Australian one, isn't it? Yeah, that you didn't where, realize where? was Australian. <laughs> Yeah, not, it's the one where she's like, acting. and I've got a surprise for you. That's her, isn't it? Yeah. That's her. Uh, her what famous about, catchphrase. What about your friend and mine, writer of cookbooks, signer of DVDs, John Leeson? Ah, John Leeson. Um, and then yeah. under actors and actresses as well, we've got uh, John mm. Barrowman. Yeah, that's true. Moving swiftly on. It's all right, David. Moving swiftly on. Foolery. Um, But then I think my pick, just simply because he was, you know, kind enough to send us a nice message, uh, Mm. I might go Jamie for my pick. Ah, Jamie. Yeah. Do you know what? Actually, I'm going to go Jadoon. Screw him. (laughs) Let's go Jadoon. You partial to a Jadoon these days? I'm going to go Jadoon, then in brackets, Fugitive of. Ah, I see, I see. Dad's sneaky. But sure, yeah. I'm not going to argue with you. It's a good episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, you didn't mention John Pertwee. Yeah, you shouted it last week and said that I had to do surnames. Yeah, but then you clearly haven't been this week, so... No, it feels like if, no. you get, if you're going to do John Leeson, you probably ought to mention John Pertwee as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's. I mean, there the the other big John that we should probably mention is John Nathan Turner, mm-hmm. who was the producer throughout the last uh, series with the fourth doctor and then all the way from that point on to the show's hiatus in 1989 so um tail end of the fourth doctor and all of the fifth sixth and seventh doctor eras mm-hmm. um so it, something of a complex marmite kind of figure within within the sort of history of doctor who but you know he, 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 he's, he, he has left an indelible mark on the show's history, um, 
and that the sort of various pros and cons within that can be discussed ad nauseum and, and no doubt will be. But um, as an important historical figure within the show's, you know, timeline, I think John Nathan Turner definitely needs to be um, part of the discussion. Do you want to hear some writers? Always. Um, we've got Matthew Jacobs, who was apparently a uh, scriptwriter on the the television movie of 1996. And we've got Charlene James, who wrote Can You Hear Me? Which is a cracking little episode. Uh, Glyn Jones, who wrote The Space Museum, uh, which is underrated, as Hartnell stories go, I think feel like. And uh, Matt Jones, who wrote uh, Impossible Planet, Satan Pit. All, all one-hit wonders. Mm-hmm. Nobody with, with more than one story to their name, which is interesting. Um, but, you know, all, all stories I enjoy to, to, you know, a large degree. Um, no classic stories, beginning with J, as far as I can tell. It, my list is literally just Journey to the Centre of Tardis and Journey's End. That's mm-hmm. that. Um, so I'm struggling. I'm struggling, Matt, because I do like to stick to my, um, my, my surnames only rule. So that rules out the likes of um, John Nathan Turner um, and John Pertwee. And if we're doing John Pertwee and John Barrowman, we might as well do do Jodie Whittaker as well. Oh, that's true. That's why didn't I even think of that? I feel, (laughs) yeah. Um, Gosh, it's hard. It Jay is really is causing me some problems. Um, You know what? I'm saying Jadoon as well. In fact, I'm going to say Jadoon Mug. Oh yeah, the famous. I'm not drinking. Yeah, I'm not drinking out of it today. But that mug has given me so much joy over the years. It's got you through some dark times, hasn't it? It genuinely has. That's been that mug has been in my life for a very long time. At this point, probably it's probably my longest serving mug. See, I'm I'm drinking from my longest serving mug at the moment. Which is yeah. a Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, Darth Maul Sith Lord mug. <laughs> yeah, I that's, just love it. Um, like people can say what they want about Episode One, I love this mug. Well, that's the thing. It's there's something about a a, a piece of tie-in merchandise for a thing that isn't universally loved. It feels so much more specific. Like the other Doctor Who mug that I've got, it's just a little one. You know when you get those like mini mugs that come with a Easter egg, and it's yep. specifically the the colourful iPod style Paradigm Daleks from uh, Victory <laughs> the Daleks. Yep. Yeah, and it'll say the word Dalek in it in a font that yeah. is never used in the show. Yeah, yeah, it's I I love all that stuff. I think it's it's really sort of 
It's special. So yeah, Jadoon Mug is my pick. Yeah. For One of the more um, niche picks. For the next yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm I'm owed it at this point. You know, we're we're what halfway through the alphabet? Probably not. I don't know. Uh, Bad at. Uh, Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Are we ten? I, I don't know. I think I worked it out that I'm going to have to, if there's 26 letters in the alphabet, I'm going to have to do two nines and an eight if I'm breaking it up into three yeah. for our Christmas episodes. Yeah. Um, so so know, this might be in the first episode. It might be in the second. Only people at Christmas will know that. Hi, guys. It's future Matt here. That recording made it into the second episode. Where do you want to start? Do you want to do A to Z or do you want to do some news? Uh, for my own convenience, we'll do A to Z because I've been editing together oh, the right. super cut of the A to Z and then <laughs> I'll know it's always before the news. All oh, right then. That's that's uh, that's as good a reason as any. Um, so, can I fire some episodes at you, David? Uh, you certainly can, but make it quick, because, uh, f- full disclosure, listeners, we've recorded this segment once and my recording failed, so let's make it snappy. Yeah, all right. Uh, what do you think of <laughs> Kill the Moon? It's fine. What do you think of Knock Knock? It's fine. What do you think of Kablam? It's fine. There's a Kaplan level on Fortnite, but we've already talked about that. Let's move on. Do you want some yeah. alien races? Uh, sure. Carla Jacks. Yeah, good. Uh, the Carleds. Good. The Crefeus. Do- does the job it needs to. Uh, the Crillatane. Deserves a comeback. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm. I'm still holding a bit of a candle for the Crinitane, I will say. Well, I, I know that you want to race through this, but which RTD era monster do you want him to bring back the most? Is it the Crinitane? Okay, I might get a little stick for this. I don't know, but I'd say it's actually the Wire from uh, Idiot's Lantern. Idiot's Lantern, yeah. Specifically because I would love to have a sequel story for that set in the early days of the internet. Like, The Wire, instead of being in, you know, in in old black and white TV sets, imagine if it's lurking in uh, dial-up modems. Yeah. I just feel like there's something there. I'd love it. It It could become really powerful and everyone loves it. And then Metallica take it to court and shut it down. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'd enjoy that. But also, I mean, Critotain would be up there. Critotain's certainly in my in my sort of top five RTD creatures that that I think are, are due a comeback. I think you could do a lot with them with uh, modern CGI. Yeah. Uh, can I give you some characters and companions? Sure. Uh, Katarina. Yes, one of those sort of like uh, borderline companions from the classic era. Uh, is that the same for Sarah Kingdom? It's, it is indeed. Okay. Is it the same for Chameleon? Chameleon? Yes, Chameleon. Yeah. Uh, yes, it kind of 
is to be honest. Comedian was in like, what I think like two or three stories. It's like this shape shifting robots. Um, yeah, it's one of those sort of like failed experiments. Chameleon. And for a full house of are they really companions? We've got Yasmin Khan. <laughs> that is harsh. You know, she is like I, I. I'm trying to think in terms of like, probably not in terms of screen time, but certainly in terms of length of tenure. I think Mandip Gill has probably broken Jenna Coleman's record for longest serving companion at this point, or it must be getting close. Mm. Wow. I wonder yeah. if she will. There's yeah, I, I haven't seen trivia question it. for the future. Yeah, yeah. Right, but for my pick, David, and I apologise because we've already recorded this, so you're going to have to sit through the same joke again. Yeah, it's all right. I, I'm going to go for the Klingons. <laughs> it, it was funny yeah. the first time round, wasn't it? It was funny the first time, yeah, but sadly that's lost That's lost the yeah. time at this point. Look, listeners, yeah. if, if you're listening to this, right, I might bed in the audio if it's savable, but just take <laughs> it take it from me and David. We had an absolute hoot getting yes. sci-fi wrong, and, you know, we yeah. said Luke Skywalker was taking the... The ring to the Mount Doom in his spaceship, yeah. the Serenity. It was brilliant, but it's yeah. wasted. We, we had it's a lot of fun with it. Yeah. 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 Oh. Never going to recapture that magic. Right, so I just picked K9. Oh, tell pick. you what. Um, it, I can give you another of little Zorb's jokes, if you like, to, oh, to kind of always. cheer you up, to br- bring, the, bring the mood up a bit. Um, so what is the snowman's least favourite part of his drink? The tea bag? The sausage strut. Oh, see, I, I just went for a part of a drink. That, oh. Yes, that's that was your fundamental error yeah. in thinking my son is at the level of actually making, uh, like, genuine logical connections in uh, jokes. Though I did, I did come up... Um, with a uh, sort of sequel joke, if you like, which amused him. Uh, so, what is a snowman's favourite part of his drink? Is it also the sausage strut? No, nobody knows. Uh, uh, what What's the difference yeah. between a snowman and a snow woman? <laughs> I don't know, Matt. Do enlighten me. Snowballs. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm picking. Lovely K-9. seasonal snow jokes. Yeah. Well, it'd be good when this is introduced. clipped into that Christmas special, isn't it? Oh, that's true. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, Merry Christmas, everyone. Sleigh bells ring. You know, are you listening? In the yeah. line, snow is glistening. I did a little yeah. like little burp halfway through there, so I went in the line. So. <laughs> Don't worry, it wasn't like my weird Nissa Australian accent. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I've said yeah. three times, David, I've picked K9. What are you picking? K9? Yeah. I think in the first time I said K9 and company, so I'll say that again. Um, if you're listening to this as part of the Christmas special, I'm so sorry we're really half arsing it, but you know, <laughs> have a mince pie, cheer yourself up. Look, it's it's already twenty past nine, and I want to go to bed at some point. 
Sorry, yeah. listeners. Yeah. This is all you're getting. Shall we attend to the small matter of the letter L? We're up this to week? L this week, yeah. L. Um, and I've retitled this segment. Okay. So it used to be known as the definitive A to Z of Doctor Who. It did. It's now known as the definitive A to Z of Doctor Who flux. Oh, excellent. So that will last just for the next six weeks, presumably. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, All right, then. Do you want some episodes Uh, from the letter L? Yes, let's start there. Right. As is traditional. What do you think of the long game? Uh, One of the weakest of series one. It's funny, I thought the same. But then, in the context of our podcast, do we over-represent the Jagra Fest. We seem to talk about it a lot more than we maybe should. <laughs> it's a memorable thing, the Jagra Fest, certainly. Yeah. But... Uh, what do you think of Love and Monsters, a favourite of the Married to Who podcast? Mm. I find it uh, tonally challenging. <laughs> wow. Uh, what do you think of the Lazarus experiment? Um... Appalling, <laughs> dreadful episode. Do you think we've just got a sequence of really crap episodes this week? Certainly, L L is not a strong one so far. It seems. Uh, what about Last of the Time Lords? Um, that's the last of that trilogy, isn't it? Yeah. Or is it Sound of Drum? Uh, it, yeah, it's Sound of Drums. Then it's Last of the Time Lords. Um, so yeah, the worst of those three. Yeah, I would maybe. Say. Maybe I can't really remember them off the top of my head. Um, so, yeah. shall we break the streak of bad episodes and talk about The Lodger? Why not? Yeah. Genuinely good, even though I, you know, I, I couldn't give a toss about James Corden in anything else. It's, he's good in it, that episode, you know. Um, let's kill Hitler. Just bonkers all over the shop. Um, I, I genuinely don't know if I like Let's Kill Hitler or not. Yeah. The honest answer. Uh, listen. Uh, one of Moffat's best. Last Christmas. My favourite Christmas special, I think. Yeah, I think it might be mine. Yeah. I, I don't really care for the bit in the middle where everything's really mental, but I just like the really sad, dour ending. <laughs> I love it all. I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know me. I like, I like a bit of bonkers. Who? <clears throat> um, what about Lie of the Land? Um, that's the last of the Monk trilogy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, which, yeah, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Right. Would you like some characters? Uh, yeah, before we do characters, I'll mention the one... There's only one classic Who story, uh, which is The Leisure Hive, which is a bit of late-period Tom Baker, and it's kind of a trippy one. I quite like it. I think, so, think uh, I've been to yeah. The Leisure Hive. It's a uh, lap-dancing club in Leeds, isn't it? <laughs> You'd know better than me. Right, well, um, characters then, David. I've kind of yes, bundled these it. together. What about Lethbridge right. Stewart as a dynasty? Uh, I mean, yeah, that's a strong candidate right there. 
probably my pick of the week, Liz Shaw. Oh, yeah. Great companion. I've only seen one of her stories, which is so good in it. She because she's so different is the thing. She's mm. so different from pretty much, from the, certainly from the archetypal classic Who companion. Yeah, like I, honestly, I, if I did a police lineup and you put Tegan, Perry, and Nissa in the line, I wouldn't be able to tell you which one's which, David. Yeah. Um, That's what, fair. What about Leela? Uh, yeah, I like Leela. I like Leela a lot as a character. Now, interestingly, David. Wikipedia had no alien races listed under L. It, yeah, I noticed that as well, which is, you know, but, somebody needs to get on that. But the good news is this week we're talking about the Lupari. We are indeed. I won't attempt the accent because uh, m- mine is less convincing than yours. Well, get used to it. You, this is the final time you'll ever hear me say the word Lupari. From now on, it is always going to be. The Luke Daddy. <laughs> Rightly so. Yeah. Rick Good Yorkshire um, Luke Daddy. Indeed. From Space Yorkshire. <laughs> yeah. Is, I, I know that. Is, is the pun that, like, he's supposed to be a Yorkshire Terrier? I think that must be the thinking he there. He doesn't look a lot like one, does he? He looks enough like one that I feel like it works. What I want to know, uh, well, you know what, we'll have this discussion later in the series, I think. We, you know, um, mate, mate, I'll, sa- I'll save it for the series wrap-up, I think. I was going to make a, uh, mention something, but I'll uh, save it for later. Okay. Um, uh, so then, Matt. Do you, do you want some well, actors and actresses? Yeah, yeah, that seems like a good option. Yeah, um... Jackie Lane. Who played Dodo, if yep. I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, John Leeson. Uh, K9, obviously. Pro- I probably won't give, as much as I like him, I won't give him the nod this week because we, I did go for K9 last week. So. Bonnie Langford. Who played Melanie Bush, who you have not seen yet. No. I think uh, she was in Thingy, wasn't she? Dimensions in Time. That's a good. She was a good way to introduce all the characters to me. I felt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you really got a good measure of each of them, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we need to talk about this one, David. Yeah. Bruno Langley. Um. No, let's move on, shall we? Yeah. To Matt Lucas. Oh, Nardol. Nardol. Yeah. Oh. You know. I've been struggling with what I was going to pick for L. Matt Lucas, that, that could be a winner there. I think I'm going to go Liz Shaw. Mm. I mean, have you, have you got some writers and boring cast members you want to talk about before we move on? Well, certainly, I've certainly got writers. I feel like that's the main thing to, to, to tick off the list at this point. Um, so we have Henry Lincoln, mm-hmm. who was responsible for the two... Um, Yeti slash uh, great intelligence stories of the of the second Doctor era. Um, we've got Peter Ling who wrote the Mind Robber. Um, I do, do you think? Do you even re- you must remember watching the Mind Robber, Matt? Um, I've had similar dreams that to that, like fever dreams this week when I had COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I was uh, like, is that you, Carcass? Have you come to save me? <laughs> well done on remembering that. That's a deep pull. Um, and uh, John Lucarotti, who was a writer who wrote three stories in um, the Hartnell era, only one of which survives, unfortunately, which was um, the Aztecs. And basically, his speciality was uh, historicals, back when they would actually try to make the historical stories historically accurate. And he would do, like, tons of research and, you know, really go for it. And then they kind of just quietly ditched his sort of style of story writing. And I think it's one of the great shames that we never got more John Lucarotti historicals. I, I, if if it wasn't already clear, I quite like John Lucarotti as a as a writer. Um, but having said that, I think of everything you've mentioned. For me, it is a toss up between Leela and Lethbridge Stewart. Um. I mean, you didn't go Brigadier for B. I didn't. This is going to be one of my last opportunities, isn't it? And I've missed C for Courtney. Well, when we get to R, you can go for Robo Brig. <laughs> I've already penciled it in the table for you. Um, yeah, I'm doing it. I've uh, as much. I Lena is one of my favourite classic companions, but I think I'm going to have to give uh, the nod to. Uh, Lethbridge Stewart on this occasion. Yeah. All right, I'll get that in. Next week, David, we're halfway through the A to Z. Gosh, that's gone quick, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I've been putting together the uh, the compendium. It's, it's about three hours long already. Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be our Christmas Day drop this week, this year, sorry. Yeah. God, we uh, do waffle on don't we yeah so we're on to M next week anything jump out at you uh, not off the top of my head um, we'll just have to wait and see I yeah, think. let's not I spoil know. it I've already penned in mocks of Balhoon for you for next week so. <laughs> well you never know it might, it might be the one that wins it shall we do A to Z because if anything's gonna get us bogged down this week it's gonna be um a to z isn't it because let's be honest there's there's a lot of m's to get through yeah but i think a lot of them are classics i think you'll be doing the heavy lifting this week it's possible right would you like to rate some episodes david sure let's go for it we start with midnight yes uh classic Masterpiece of an episode. Moving on. Do you know what? Do you know what? One one of my friends this week basically told me that they discovered our pod and were giving it a little right. listen. And uh-huh. they they'd gone back and listened to our it must have been like series four wrap up. Right. Because their favourite doctor was David Tennant and they wanted to see what we thought. And like I stand by what I said there. Just Midnight's now special. Like, I went back and listened to that episode. 
And we were having the same conversation we're having now, David, some three years later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's obviously, it's a hill you are prepared to die on. I just, but... I just don't get it. Evidently. Yeah. <laughs> what did your friend, is your friend a Midnight fan then? Uh, I didn't ask because I didn't want to, you know, no. berate them if they were. Yeah. It is a wild opinion you've got there, Matt. It's not. <laughs> Shall we move on? Yeah. Let's talk about The Magician's Apprentice. Um, yeah, good. Bit all over the place. Mm. It's one of those flabby Moffat episodes. Yeah. Yeah, like, I remember coming away thinking, overall, it was pretty good. But, like, yeah. with hindsight, I couldn't tell you which bits stand out as being great. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's mostly Missy, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, do you want some aliens? That That's it sure. for New Who episodes. There's only two that start with yeah, them. Not a lot, not a lot. There's definitely a few more classics that we'll, we'll mention in due course. Uh, hit me with some aliens. Right, one course. I haven't seen, but I've heard you talk about. We've got the Macra. Ah, uh, yes. You have seen the Macromat. Yeah. Um, but you've only seen them in rather uh, underpowered form uh, in That's Gridlock. right. That's right. I have seen them. What about the Minotaur yeah. from that one episode I can never remember? God oh, Complex. Uh, the God Complex. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Every time we mention God Complex, I'm like, what? what is it? And it's this one, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What about the Monks? Uh, yes, yeah. Wasted potential. Isn't yeah, it weird that, that that's a trilogy of episodes? And, like, it should... If it's called the Monk Trilogy, it's almost built up as, like, it it should be quite good, and it just isn't, is it, mm-hmm. really? It's not, it's not as good as it could have been, for sure. No. No. Uh, what about the Mavellans? I don't think I know Oh, them. yeah. Love a, Ma- love a Mavellan. Uh, what about Mentor? Don't think I've seen that either. Um, no, no, you won't have. Uh, Vengeance on Varos, which was which was a contender for our um, Sixth Doctor story, mm-hmm. but we went with uh, we, we took a bit of a curveball and, and went with um, Mark of the Rani instead. I'm glad we did. I liked Mark of the Rani. Yeah, I've had time to think about it. it. I love that version of the Master, and I like the Rani. I'll yeah. I'll settle and for that. I think you, I think you you are a bit of turning into a bit of a Colin Baker fan as well, but from what I can the, tell, yeah, yeah, the two co- like there's only McCoy left to go. Then we've seen two stories from every Doctor, haven't we? Yeah, I, minimum. I'd say Baker's the best so far. No, I, no, I like Pertwee. Yeah, did, yeah. Did you know? You know Mark from All in Time and Space podcast. I know him, yes. Yeah, doesn't like John Pertwee. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's wild. I'm still I'm still on their Hartnell era. Like, Have I, they got to Pertwee yet on there? Well, I don't know if it's right. like a running joke, but quite often when there's like messages going around, because we've got a secret uh, Doctor Who podcast like text group, and Mark, Mark is not a fan. That's, that's really taken me by surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what about some companions for you, David? B- 
before we move on to them, can we? Can I? Can I mop up the rest of the? Um, there's a couple of well, monsters. It sounds and, like you're going to anyway. Things. I mean, it's polite of you um, to ask, but kind of steamrolled <laughs> me there. It's fine. Go, go for yeah. it. Okay, you got the Mara. I think uh, we definitely have to acknowledge the Mara. Um, a um, villain that appears in in two um, fifth Doctor stories and is is I think quite an interesting one. Quite sort of psychological in nature um you've got the monoptera uh, who uh feature in the web planet and oh gosh i really want to watch the web planet with you at some point i think that might be my next hartnell pick just to confound all all, all the people who understandably hate the web planet <laughs> <laughs> because i just i have such a soft spot for it um and not the monks but what about the monk singular? Yeah, I've heard you mention him. Meddling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I, you know, I love me a renegade time lord, and the thing that's special about the monk is that they're they're a little more comedic in tone. Yeah. You know, they're not they're not as they're not evil, or you know mercilessly amoral the way the Rani is they're more just they're just like dicking about <laughs> and, and they don't really think about the consequences of their dicking about and that's again it, it provides such an interesting counterpoint to to the doctor like just imagine the doctor but without any scruples or any any ability to 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 think about the consequences of their actions. Yeah, I'd love it. Um, yeah, and uh, famously originally portrayed by uh, Peter Butterworth from the Carry On films. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah, no, I love the monk. Yeah, yeah. A good, a good yeah. article recently in uh, this this month's issue of uh, Doctor Who uh, magazine, which was uh, looking at because of. Big Finish have, have ended up casting three of their own versions of the monk. Do you, um, do you know what? I, I think... how I, yeah. I, I thought about this the other day when I was in Tesco's because I stood and yeah. stared at it. I think when we finish the A to Z of Doctor Who, um, yeah. in line with the news, I'm going to do a breakdown of Doctor Who magazine. I'm just going to like read it and just point out the bits that are good and the bits that are crap. Ah, oh, I'd be fascinated to get your like, opinion. I'm, on I'm the weirdly intrigued by it. It's something that like I've never dabbled with, but it, yeah. it's like as thick as an Argos catalogue, and and it always seems to have you know plenty of stories and stuff. I, yeah. I don't know. That is a line I'm unsure I'm willing to cross, though, David. <laughs> I would be fascinated. I would be fascinated. Um, but that's the thing. It's like. That they they managed to fill it every month. Yeah. What you know? What are they filling it with, Matt? I, exactly. I I think it might be like the books of Saxon, those books that brought the master back. <laughs> the I'm going to read it and gain superpowers to jump really high. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. Companions. Right. You've got Mike Yates. Sorry, one second. I just need to rescue my cat. Knew that would happen. She insisted, just before I sat down to record, she insisted that she needed to go out. So I had to open the door for her. Lo and behold, 15 minutes later, 
Um, she gets herself in a scrub. Right, okay, where what, were we? What, what do you make of Mike Yates? Oh, um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say he's my favourite of the, the sort of, quote-unquote, unit family, but he's an important part of it. You know, he's one of the things that makes that period of the show what it is. Uh, what about Mel Bush? Not, not a massive fan, it must be said. Wow. Um, she doesn't rank very highly for me in terms of uh, classic companions. Right. That's no slight on Bonnie Langford. I think they didn't... There isn't... There's not a lot of thought put into her character. Right, well, we'll move through this next one quickly. It's Mickey Smith. Uh, what about actors, yep. David? I've got some actors to throw at you. Yeah, go for it. What about Katie Manning? Ah, oh, wonderful. Yeah. Unimpeachable. The, the fandom seems to absolutely love her. She just yeah. seems to love reason. them as well. She seems a good actor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she absolutely is. Uh, what about Ian Martyr, who plays someone um, I forgot to write down who? Harry Sullivan. Okay. And again, you've not seen Harry yet. Um, yeah, he's yeah, he's good. I think the thing that I find most interesting about him is after he'd done his stint on um, uh, on Doctor Who, he went on to write some of the Target novelizations. Like he wasn't a writer on the show, but he was just like, oh yeah, you need someone to bash out a few Doctor Who novels. I'll give it a go. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I always find that kind of interesting. And then I think quite a seminal actor, one that we haven't mentioned enough, really, based on their performance. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got Kylie Minogue. Oh yes, yeah. I mean, what a legacy. Yeah. She has left. Yeah. What what an indelible mark on the show. And then we're moving into my top three picks here, David. Okay. Um, in third place. I've gone for McCoy, mm -hmm. Sylvester McCoy. I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing more of him. I quite liked his silly bumbling. No, well, at the time I didn't. I, when we watched, no, it, that's the thing I was going to hmm. say. You, you weren't, you weren't sold on it at the time. No, but I think now I kind of get it. I think I prefer yeah. Sylvester McCoy to his incarnation of the Doctor. He's a charming yeah. man, isn't he? He is absolutely. Mm. I mean, they all are in their own ways. Yeah, except Troughton. Um, <laughs> now, number two, I've gone for movie. The Doctor Who yeah. movie. My introduction to Doctor Who, and what what a starting plot. Like, mm. you know, yeah, it's so it's, much it really... good, but so much bad. <laughs> yeah, it's what what a fantastic jumping on point for new viewers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember finishing that going, that is great, I can't wait to see more. And then, just, you know. And sadly wasn't to be, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm but certain you can guess what my number one pick's going to be, David. Mm. I mean, you, I think you're very much crediting my my uh, brain power being well above what it actually I'm, is. I'm going for The Master. Right, yeah. And, and just to clarify... Because we, we got a, a tweet this week, David, from those cockamamie sons of bitches over at the 
Who Can Convince You podcast, saying yes. that they like the master, but they like the master from that one we watched with Carcass, where it's not really the master. <laughs> it's it's just someone else referred to as the master. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I've got a bone to pick with those boys over at Who Can Convince You. Did you, yes. did you know on their pod, every time I tweet them or send them a message, before they read it out, they start yawning to take the piss because they, <laughs> they don't think my opinions on Doctor Who are valid. <laughs> I, Rightly so. I, I was listening today and they, they guested on the Cloister Bell pod. Uh-huh. And I was listening and like Rob from the Cloister went, oh, we've got a message from Matt. And Harry and Luke just both like went, Oh, and I was like, why do they always do that? And then they just explained it, and it hurts my feelings. <laughs> oh, they've, they've instantly gone up in my estimation. <laughs> so from now on, I'm going to refer to them as a pair of cockamamie sons of bitches. Excellent. Um, alrighty then, uh, shall we round things out with uh, a few writers? Uh, I guess we're going to anyway, so yeah. Okay, I'm going to rattle through this list because there is a lot. So we've got Tom McRae, uh, Lewis Marks, uh, Dave Martin, Philip Martin, Jamie Matheson, Glenn McCoy, Andrew McCulloch, Peter uh, McTie, uh, Nina Matevia, uh, Paula Moore, who was a, uh, a pseudonym for Paula Woolsey, and... Uh, I'm just reading because I hadn't. I, this is a new fact on me that I'm just getting to now on Wikipedia. Um, the ex-girlfriend of Eric Sayward, who was a uh, script editor for during the JNT years, uh, it's unclear to what extent she actually participated in the writing, which seems to have done principally by Sayward. Ian Levine uh, may have been involved as well. Wow, that's a weird one, isn't it? There's a story there to be unravelled for sure. Anyway, James Moran, Rona Monroe. And uh, one other writer that probably deserves a mention by the name of Stephen Moffat. Do you know what? How have we talked about the movie and not put Paul McGann as well? Yeah, that's very true. McGann. Yeah, I'm going to put him down as your pick for this week. You know what? I thought I had my pick locked in, but I hadn't thought about McGann. Were you going McCoy? I wasn't. I was actually going to go with Moffat. Oh, really? Because, yeah, Moffat's my favourite showrunner. Yeah, it was you a know, good, strong era, that, wasn't it? It is. It's like, it doesn't... There's no perfect era of Doctor Who, but there are so many episodes that I love. He cast two of my favourite Doctors of all time in Smith and Capaldi. I love them both almost equally. Very hard for me to choose between the two. Um, he created some of my favourite companions in the form of uh, Amy and Rory and Bill and uh, Clara's a complicated one, but I appreciate that she's complicated. That makes her interesting. Um, Bill Potts was so good, wasn't she? Why'd she only get one series? It's not fair, is it? No, like... There's no justice in the world. We really needed one more series of Capaldi and Bill knocking about. Yeah. I'm just I'm keeping everything crossed for big finish to uh, fill that void one day. I would I would pick up a set of Capaldi, um, Pearl Mackey and Matt Lucas back in those roles in a heartbeat. Can you imagine? 
Yeah, and I think they'd be keen. They all seem to have, like, a good time together. Mm-hmm. I think when the time's right, they will. I It, it will really just depend on Capaldi. I, I think he's quite happy working at the pace he's working at, and um, I think he's probably quite enjoying having a bit of a breather. Yeah. From doing Doctor Who. Well, that's it. He's been doing, you know. like, his music projects and stuff, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So I think... But I think we'll get there one day with him. Mm. I hope so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... But then, on the subject of Big Finish, I love McGann's Doctor so much. It is entirely down to Big Finish and, and the work they've done, but... There is just... Uh, there is something about his his Doctor. I think I've said before, in some ways he almost feels like the connoisseur's Doctor. Mm. You know, not 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 one to 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 start with uh, for beginners, but if you're serious about your Doctor Who, you owe it to yourself to investigate um, McGann's audio work because there's so much good in there, and his performance is so effortlessly um, layered. Um. It's a sonnet, McGann. McGann's my it's answer. It's gone McGann. Yeah. Wasn't even mentioned earlier on. That is a turn up yeah. for the books. Yeah, there we go. Wow. I talked myself round. So we're halfway through the A to Z, David. That's, it's gone quick, hasn't it, Matt? It, it feels it, yeah. I thought this project would run and run. But, like, I'm glad we're doing it. I am enjoying it. it yeah, yeah. It's just, it, it, it is nice to, to have an opportunity to think about just the scope of this show. Mm. It's one of the things that I've said, yeah, I said before, I, I love about the show is the history, the depth of it. You know, it is, it, it it's the gift that keeps on giving for me because I will never know all of it. There will always be more stories for me to dig out, you know. And Even like, if in some crazy world I will somehow catch up with Big Finish one day, there's still, you know, various comic runs going on for years. There's novels. There's just... It's endless. Yeah. You know? Well, well we, we've mentioned Big Finish a couple of times. Uh, yeah. And I, I'm going to shout out... I was talking to some people on Twitter today... There's a new project yeah. coming on YouTube called Finish mm-hmm. Big, which is two guys who are going to listen to every Big Finish audio drama. Crikey. From Good start to that, finish. Uh, let me just pull my Twitter up and we'll say a proper hello for them. Because people used to shout us out, so it's nice to help people, isn't it, when they're starting? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I'm... that is Mark and Joe. On Twitter they are at FinishBigTube. And their first two episodes are coming out on the 24th of the month. Oh, fantastic. I would actually keep an eye out for that. I'm mm. very curious. Whilst whilst we're talking about dates, I said the 24th yeah. there, uh, are you aware of today's date, David? It's very special. What, the 11th? It's the 11th of April. Yeah. Do you know what happens I... on the 11th of April? No, that should, probably should have significance for me. Specifically, really 13 years ago on the 11th of April? It's oh, the anniversary 
yeah. of Planet of the Dead. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Lady Christina D'Souza. I hated your audio dramas. <laughs> oh, dear. All right, then, Matt. You got any uh, N words for me this week? Yeah. Let me face that. <laughs> Let, let's sit down and, and say the N words together. So, in the A to Z, we're up to N this week, David. Yes, we are. Yeah, I've started putting together the second compendium of the A to Z for Christmas release. Excellent. Yeah, we're going to be lucky if it's sub seven hours when I put that whole thing together. Good Lord. And I I hope at least one person listens to all seven of those hours. Yeah. What, what I'm going to do is just edit in some some new audio where I'm going to ask five questions where the answers will form some sort of riddle. And if you solve that and send Ooh. me the answer, like, immediately inducted into the Martin McLean Hall of Fame. That's that's some pretty good high-concept stuff. Yeah. Down yeah. for that. Right. Are you ready for N, David? Can I give you some episodes? I am ready for N. Yes. What do you make of, and I already know the answer to this question, New Earth? I, I, I love it. Instant classic. One of my faves. Okay. How do you feel about the next Doctor? That's <laughs> uh, no, terrible. <laughs> Probably the worst Christmas special. Yeah. What about yeah. Night Terrors? Um... Solid Gatiss, but not his best. Now, Night Terrors is tinged with sadness for me because that's the episode we had a big argument. It is, yeah, yeah. We had our big old bust up that that day. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I still don't think we've revealed why we fell out, so I'm just going to come clean no, now, David. Yeah. So obviously, the reason we fell out is. So there yeah, we go. That, that. That's why that episode's tinged with sadness for me. Yeah, well, it's good that the truth is out there, I think, yeah. at this point. It's been long enough, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Just don't get cold feet and, like, censor it in the edit or anything. What, what about an episode that has made absolutely no impact on my life and I can't remember a single thing about it? Nightmare in Silver. Uh, it was the second one by Neil Gaiman. Early Clara. Very fast Cybermen. Don't remember a thing um, about the it. Doctor play, the Doctor plays a game of chess with um, a cyber version of himself. Oh, I do remember that. Is, is it a bit where they're all in a castle yeah. and the Cybermen are invading a castle? Yeah, it's it's like it's like an abandoned theme park on the moon. Oh, God. And there's it's some kids there. has got a lot of there. ideas. Yeah, there's some kids there. There's a lot of ideas going on in Nightmare and Silver, but none of them come together. Yeah. To make anything substantial. Uh, what about an episode that I do remember, and I remember that I don't like it? Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. Ooh, yes. Um, yeah, I like that one. I think it is good. I suppose somebody's got to. Um, yep. Would you like some aliens, David? 
sure. Before we do, I'm just going to quickly drop in the the only classic story that begins with N whilst we're on the subject, which is Nightmare of Eden. Mm-hmm. Which is okay. I think uh, I'm right in saying it's the, the the story that introduces K9, so it's got that going for it. Oh, great. If not, uh, yeah. Give me some. Give me some aliens. Okay. The nesting consciousness. Yeah, you like an auton, don't you? Yeah, love them, love them. Give me Spearhead from space again. Yeah, I mean they did. They called it Rose. Yeah, yeah. Except it didn't have like Pertwee going around like uh, saying the word facsimile loads over and over again. Um, I never know how to say this, David. What about the Nymons or the Nimons or the Nymons? Yeah, it's Nymons. You're correct. It's Nymons. Uh, you'll find out in due course, won't you? Mm, what you think yeah. of the nine one? Yeah, that was a listener suggestion, wasn't it? Was that Mark? Yeah, it was. Yeah, we got to get we got to get back on that train, haven't we? I'll be honest, Matt. I'm probably the the one holding us up at the moment. I've lost my Kindle. Oh really? I got halfway through damaged goods, and then I've misplaced my Kindle. And I've been saying for two weeks, oh, it'll turn up, and it hasn't turned up. Now, so I think I'm going to have to take evasive measures. Now, in that vein, David, uh, today yeah. when we were recording, I lost my microphone. Couldn't find it anywhere. Um, oh, no. I, I did find it in the end. But also, when I moved house a couple of weeks ago, I found a Kindle. Forgot I bought one. So if you want one, I've got a spare. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah. Just like in amongst um, my bookcases... Yeah. I thought it was just a funny little book, but it was just the box that the Kindle was in. Yeah, you're not, you're not much of a Kindle user then. Uh, I bought one, and I put loads of PDFs on it and stuff, and then I, I prefer just the feel of a book. Yeah, I'm sort of the same. It it and it honestly comes down to me. There's some stuff where there's stuff that I I want to read that isn't easy to get hold of. Mm-hmm. In, you know, that's like out of print or you know, is um, just so so obscure that it's only really available as an ebook and stuff like that. So um, that kind of stuff, I, I tend to use it for. But if I just want, like, if I just want to read just for fun, I much prefer just getting a, a tatty old paperback and just digging in. Mm. Right, we're, we're getting well sidetracked here. Um we Would are you like I'm some... in a chatty mood today, apparently. Say again, sorry. I said I'm in I'm in a chatty mood today for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's alright. We only started recording an hour and a half later than we wanted to. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And and this is taking up my Saturday night, because we can't record tomorrow because you want to watch the new episode of Doctor Who. Yeah, that is true, also. <laughs> right. Uh do you want some characters? Yeah, go on. What about Nardole? Nardole, yes. Yes to Nardole. I, I think I give him a pass just because I liked the season he was in so much. Yeah, and also, you know, Matt Lucas. Mm-hmm. Good egg. And then, what about Nissa? I like Nissa. I, we've seen Nissa, haven't we? I always confuse her and we all have. the others together. Those generic 1980s women. And that makes me sound horrible. It's just... 
<laughs> no, it's reasonable. It's it's a reasonable assumption to make. It's her um, and Tegan and Perry, and I only know which one Perry is because she was the one that got like choked out. I think Nissa is probably. She is the one who tends to blend in the background a little more. Mm-hmm. So you know, and that's no slight on her as a character. It's just the sort of person that she is. Um, but yeah, I do really like Nissa. Right, and then I've got a couple of actors. Yeah. I've got Nicholas, father of James Courtney. Of course, yeah. And I've got Nicola Bryant, who, of course, played Perry. Indeed she did. Um, Yeah, you know, interesting story. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it when we've talked about Perry before, but um, do you know how she got the role? Um... No, I don't think we have discussed They'd, that. They decided they wanted to have an American companion in the same way that they'd recently done, you know, having an Australian companion in the form of Tegan. And so they, they cast an Australian to play her. And so they decided they wanted to cast an American actress um, as um, Perry. Nicola Bryant, of course, is not American. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happened was a casting agent had seen her in a sort of like, I think it was sort of like end of drama school kind of production in which she played an American character and he just sort of made a note of her and assumed that she was American mm-hmm. and sort of had her on a book. So so the offer came through for her agent you know, saying we're looking for an American and we, we know, you know, you've got this Nicola Bryant on your books who is an American, so we'd, we'd, we'd quite like to see her for this role. And so Nicola Bryant was like, kind of on the fence, like, do I just show up and pretend I'm American for the entire duration of the audition? Or do I blow my chances? Or do I turn it down? And so she did. She just she just turned up and, you know, like, even when she wasn't doing the lines, you know, just, just pretended to be American the entire duration of the audition. And then when they offered her the part, she kind of came clean. Wow. But they, but by which point, you know, wheels are in motion. It was the BBC. It would be too much hassle to hire someone else. I, I'd have sacked her on the spot for a deception. <laughs> She'd be getting a P45 and has to leave. Yeah. It's um, a profession acting, isn't it? Yeah. Right, That that's everything from me this week. Have you got any suggestions right. you want to add? Well, I like to talk about writers for a bit, don't I? So, and we don't, it's not a long list this week. Um, we've got... Peter R. Newman, who wrote The Censorites, uh, an underrated Hartnell story. Uh, we've got Simon Nye, obviously uh, best known for uh, being the creator of Men Behaving Badly, but also did give us Amy's Choice in the world of Doctor Who. And we've got one other writer who I suppose it would probably be worth mentioning, given the fact that he's responsible for 56 different episodes of Doctor Who. Um, and probably the most iconic villains in the history of the show, a chap by the name of Temi Nation. Oh, yeah. I forgot about him. Yeah. Uncle Terry, as us fans like to call uh, him. No, no, you're thinking of Terence Dix there. Oh, I've That's got two Uncle Terrys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, Terry Nation. Now, I've never quite 
gotten to grips with whether I think Terry Nation is a good writer or not. <laughs> um, he certainly had some good ideas. And he knew they were good ideas because he kept using them. <laughs> uh, and just reiterating them in various ways. Yeah, but if that's not Doctor Who at its core, then what is... <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, and at the end of the day, he he gave us the Daleks. Would Doctor Who still be, you know, a thing if it weren't for the Daleks and for their popularity? Probably not. So I kind of, I feel duty bound to give old Terry Nation the nod this week. Um, I wouldn't say that many of his stories are, excuse me, I wouldn't say many of his stories are amongst my favourite in Classic Who. There are a few that I quite enjoy, but he's. There are other writers of that era that I enjoy more. But I think we just have to acknowledge the 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 extent to which the success of the show. You know, rested on his shoulders. So, so uh, are you going yeah. for Terry Nation as your nomination this week? I think I, I think I am. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's anything else. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not going for the flipping Nymon, am I? Well, I, I've actually withheld my nominations, and I'm nominating a pair together. I'm nominating Knight and Name of the Doctor together. Ooh, nice. Because, yeah. like, I know, I know Name of the Doctor's, like, the big one, but the end of Night of the Doctor's yeah. the best bit. Like, I think the reveal's better than the payoff. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like it. But, uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. It, there is just... There is something kind of magical about that whole run around, towards the end of Matt Smith's era where it sort of you know starts barreling into the 50th anniversary and there's just there is a certain kind of fairy dust over that that little stretch mm. that Moffat manages to, to to sprinkle onto proceedings do, just, do you not feel the same way with just, Flux with it's absolutely mental thousand mile an hour storytelling that doesn't make a great deal of sense <laughs> I don't feel exactly the same but I will tell you right I will tell you right now Matt I genuinely love this series. Mm, I can tell. Unapologetically. Um, but, but also, I agree, it's bonkers. Um, Alright, um, shall we do the old A to Z? We shall, we shall. Uh, let me just turn back in my notes and find it. And we're good to go. It's slim pickings this week, David. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Do you want to tell the listeners what uh, what letter we're on this week? Yeah. O. Oh. Oh, oh, what, Matt? What, we, oh, what, what letter we're doing this week? Let's just dedicate this to the song "Oh, What a Night" by Frankie Valli. That's going in the hall of fame for me. All right. Okay. That's your it's choice. Be- it's better than now. any of the Doctor Who options. Uh, do you want some what have you epi- got, Matt? Some episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. 
What do you think of oxygen? I quite like oxygen. I think it's a good episode of Doctor Who. Uh, I can vaguely remember it. Um, what do you think of Orphan yeah. 55? Um, I think that is a mixed bag of an episode, but um, severely underrated. It does not deserve its reputation as the worst episode of New Who. From last week, David, what about Once Upon Time? Um, yes, uh, I yeah, I, I think I said at the time. I think it's a good a good episode. Like, I get why it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I just admire the ballsiness of that episode. Right, shall we do some aliens? Yeah, go on. Okay, Ogrons. Yeah, you've not had the, the, the pleasure of encountering an Ogron yet, have you? No, but they were a popular choice in listener tweets this week. Yeah, they're, they're, I think Ogrons are due a comeback. We've, t- we've ticked Sea Devils off the list, so I think we, we're getting down towards Ogrons in the pecking order mm. in terms of classic monsters that are due a, a, re, uh, a revival. What about Ogre? Ah, the Ogre from uh, Stones of Blood. Yeah, I mean, one of my absolute favourite classic Who stories. So, uh, yeah, love an Ogre. What about the Opterra? Uh, now, are they from... Yes, Web Planet. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I lo- yeah, I love everything about the Web Planet. Okay. What about the Ood? Loads of people suggested ood's this week and they all put the same yeah. message it was like i think it's ood I love an ood like yeah all right i yeah. get the joke okay yeah. i got it the yeah. first time someone said it mm-hmm. i mean i will say that i love an ood right well you're lucky because i was very close to banning <laughs> and blocking yeah i mean i think it's fair to say Oods are probably second only to the Weeping Angels, more on which in due course, in terms of new who creatures uh, that are that have become iconic in their own right. You know, if if you know, heaven forfend, Doctor Who went off the air for an extended period again. One of the things you would do to really make people feel like, oh yeah. Uh, Doctor Who is back is throw some moods into the trailer. That would work, you know, wouldn't it? In, in terms of like getting people to take a, a revival seriously, in the same way that you know, in the original trailer, you've, you've got the Daleks and stuff like that. They, they they are iconic at this point. Cancel the lot. That's what I say. <laughs> um, do you want some characters? Yes, please. Clara Oswald. Ah, yes. Yep. What about Graham O'Brien? Yeah, no, he was fine. And I'll be honest, David, I, I only ever Google companions and then sometimes I have a think and I totally forgot there's obviously Osgood as well. Oh, yes. Yes, there is indeed. Oh, Os not very good, if you ask me. Oh. Right. And uh, that, words, that, Matt. 
That is literally it for me this week, David. Yeah. I haven't well, got any um, actors want... or anything. Uh, do you want some writers? Uh, not really, but it's never stopped you in the past. No. Um, Jeffrey Orme, who wrote The Underwater Menace, often considered one of the very worst uh, stories of the black and white era. Two of the episodes are missing from it. And is that considered a good any... thing? <laughs> Some people probably would say it is. It's, um, yeah, it's a wild one. I, <laughs> I don't entirely hate The Underwater Menace. You know my theory that, you know, there are two kinds of bad Doctor Who stories. You've got your um, complete disasters and then you've got your noble failures. I'd say Underwater Menace is more of a noble failure kind of a story. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that, oh, yeah, it's like great family entertainment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it, it's weird and bad. <laughs> but... Uh, anyway, yeah, so, Jeffrey Orme, that's it. That's all your writers. It is slim pickings this week, isn't it? Mm. It really is. Just going to be a shot. Um, so what's your, what's your nomination, then? What Genuinely, what, what are you going for? I don't know. I thought I might go for Clara. But when I yeah. thought about it, I, I quite like Clara's era, but not because of Clara. Oh, uh, that's interesting, yeah. I mean... In isolation, she is not a likeable character. No. But that's sort of not the point, and that's kind of refreshing, you know. Up until that point, especially in Yoo-Hoo, the companions were, you know, there to be kind of like your best mate, you know, carrying you through this adventure. And then suddenly you get Clara, who is, you know manipulative and mean at times and a bit full of herself and uh yeah I, I, but i think very very interesting as a character as a result um and a very welcome change mm-hmm. but i don't think clara would be my choice no i think i think i am going to go clara just because yeah you know, I'm not going to pick Orphan 55, am I? Well, you could pick Oxygen. Yeah, you could pick can... uh, Once Upon Time. You had a good time with that, right? No, not really. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, I- I'm going to go with Clara. All right, okay. What was yours? You know you... what? I... Oh, I yeah. just randomly started yeah. playing some noise there. Sorry, what oh. was yours, David? You know what I'm going to say, Matt. You're going to go Do I need to spell it out for you? No. I'm not going for Ood. Sounds good. Uh, Yeah. You know, Osgood's great. But she's not, David. She is. She's not. I'm not happy about this. (laughs) What, What makes her so good? Um, in large part, I think it is Ingrid, Ingrid Oliver's performance. I think she makes a very... Yeah, but um, when, whenever I've asked anyone what makes her so yeah. good, it's all full-on, like, Doctor Who nerds who are like, oh, yeah. she's one of us. She's one of us. Well, she don't represent me. I'd be, I'd be very upset if that was representing me. <laughs> yes, but also you're not a Doctor Who fan, Matt. No, 
In fact, I think the character that best represents me in Doctor Who is the Scovox Blitzer. <laughs> just a merciless automaton. Yeah. You know, it was just like Sir Killalot, and people do sweet flips over the top of me all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, actually. Um, if I had to think, yeah. who represents me best? I don't know, maybe Rory. Like, everything's just a bit of an effort, and, you know... I yeah. feel burdened yeah. by activities a lot of the time. In some ways, you are the Rory to my Amy Pond, in the sense whoa, that... Whoa, 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 they were a married okay. couple, they had children. No, 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 but, let, but hear me out, about. hear me out. In Specifically in the sense that I am dragging you on week after week on adventures in the world of Doctor Who, and... Let's be honest, generally speaking, you don't enjoy them. But you're sort of, you're, you're indulging me. You're still doing it. You're coming along. You could have ended this a long time ago. And I, I can only presume it is because you're madly in love with me. Well, I, I don't know if you've listened to uh, Britain's worst Doctor Who podcast, Who Can Convince You This Week. But they... they, uh, oh, they uh... is, 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 is official, the... the um... You know, the, the votes have come in. Yeah, the ballot's been counted, and they were voted the yeah. worst. Um, oh, congratulations, but, lads. But they read some Doctor Who fan fiction this week. Mm. Uh, it was quite weird. There was a lot about Dan and Carvinista and the Doctor and... Uh... Oh, yeah, D- Dan Vanista. That, what a ship that is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't want one where it's like me and you, now that you've planted that rumour in their head. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe you see us as a married couple. You've never once mentioned that to me, and now I don't know what to think. <laughs> Alrighty, well, um, shall we move swiftly on, eh? Yeah, an awkward end to the A to Z this week. <laughs> <laughs> Is it A to Z time? Yeah, alright. Oh, do that sound too enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm just aware there's a lot to get through with this week with uh, P. It's a s- strong showing. Yeah. After a few weak ones. Mm. Would you like some episodes? Uh, yes, I would. Okay. Can you please tell me your thoughts on Parting of the Ways? Um, yeah, a, a very solid um, closer. Arguably... The best regeneration scene of New Who? Do you think Eccleston to Tennant? Yeah, maybe. I like it's. I like how understated it is. Things get a little self-indulgent from Tennant onwards. Yeah, like as much after as after I that, everything Peter just goes Capaldi's. wrong, and the TARDIS just gets smashed up every time, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I I love Capaldi's speech. Don't get me wrong, but it's. It's definitely an indulgence, and there's there's a lot to be said about Eccleston's understated. Um, before I go, I just want to tell you you were brilliant, and oh no, sorry, you were fantastic, and so was I. You know, there's something so nice. It, it's very fitting for Eccleston's Doctor, I think. As a yeah, as a bowing out. Uh, anyway, let's not let's not get you know spend half an hour on just one episode. <laughs> What, what do you think of Partners in Crime? 
it's fine. I, I still don't get why um, the uh, the adipose have become, you know, one of the most over-marketed <laughs> things in the history of Doctor Who. Yeah. Some weird fat babies that exist in one episode. Uh, what do you think of Planet of the Ood? Um... Uh, yeah, it's it, decent. It's got its flaws, but um, very much hearts in the right place for that episode. What about Poison Sky? It's, uh, it's alright. I, I had to look that one up. I didn't really remember it. Yeah. What about Planet of the Dead? Don't you dare Shut say it. anything bad about my lady Christina, <laughs> David. I've got my signed picture up on the wall now. Okay, I will say, Lady Christina is probably one of the best things about that terrible episode of Doctor Who. She's the best thing about that terrible show, Doctor Who. I've come full circle. From now on, the running joke in our pod, David, is I love Lady Christina. (laughs) Alrighty. Duly noted. (laughs) Right? Just make a note of that next week when we go through whatever we've got to talk about. Five minutes on Lady Christina, please. Uh, what about the Pandorica Opens? Uh, yeah, good. What about the Power of Three? Uh, also good. Let down by the ending, but, uh, you know, that was kind of out of everyone's hands, wasn't it? What about the Pilot? Uh, yes. Uh, a, a, a good episode of, you know... Great introduction to the best companion of You Who. Yeah, when I wrote down the names of all the episodes, I was like, that's my favourite out of all the ones that start with P. Yeah. Solid choice. I'll apologise if you can hear some drunk people shouting outside my flat. That's alright. You'll just have to tell them to come back later. Yeah, because it's the bank holiday. They're all off out getting drunk. I can just hear him like, Terry, Terry, the pub's this way. But Terry's going the other way. Um, well, that Terry. That's classic Terry, classic. isn't it? Classic. I mean, when will he learn? Uh, what do you think uh, of Pyramid at the End of the World? Uh, not good. No, probably my worst <laughs> one that starts with P. And the final one, Praxius. Also not great. I mean... It, it, on paper, lots of elements that could be great but fundamentally does not work, I think, as a piece of television. Right. Would you like some aliens? Yes, please. What about the Peladonians? Ah, yes. Love a Peladonian. Love a Peladon story. I've never heard of them. I've heard of Curse of Peladon and... I don't know. John from Peladon, Uh, whatever the other one's called. The monster of Peladon. That's it. Um... Yeah, big finish. I've done a few Peladon stories as well. I feel like Peladon is due an on-screen comeback. Um, the closest you've got to it so far is... Do you remember, at the end of The Empress of Mars, there's that weird uh, monoptical alien on a, on, a, on a screen with a high-pitched voice? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, called Alpha Centauri. Uh, she strongly features in, in the Peladon stories. Right. I'm sure you told me that at the time. But... Yes, yeah. Uh, but that's 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 the only sort of brush with Peladon you've had so far. 
What about the plasma bar? Uh, I mean, it's it's a classic example of one of those does the job creatures, you know, monster of the week. There's it's no reason to keep it going uh, beyond that. I don't think. So, what do you think about the pating? Love a pating. Would genuinely like to see the pating make a comeback. I don't think Saranga Conundrum is a great story, but the pating is a great concept, and I. I, imagine if the Doctor had to go up against the whole gang of the buggers. Yeah, I don't you, know. You could. I, I, we've only ever seen one, haven't we? And then we saw one we in have. the prison. And I don't know. For some reason, I assumed that was the same one, and there was only ever one. But it makes sense. There's like a full race of them. Yeah, I mean, well, either way, like, definitely, I think the Pating. I was going to say the Pating has legs. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously. In a physical sense, yes, it does. <laughs> but beyond that, I, I genuinely believe you could do more Pating-centric stories in the future, if you were so inclined. Yeah, but is, is there not only really a couple of things you can do with a Pating? Like, their yeah. threat is very specific, isn't it? And I suppose it once is, you've but... done it on a spaceship, how do you ramp it up? Oh, there you you there you could find ways for sure. I mean, you could say the same thing about the Weeping Angels. Yeah, and I suppose. Yeah, we've we've had multiple very high quality stories with with uh, the Weeping Angels. So, it, where there's a will, there's a way. Right, the last alien, David. What do you think about the Pyroviles from that non-important episode about Pompeii or something? Yeah, um, again, like the Plasmavore, one of those ones where it's like it, it does what it needs to do for the purposes of the story. Can't see any need for them to make a comeback. Mm. Right, on to casting characters. Yeah, go for it. Okay, now any one of these, as I was writing them down, I was like, any one of these could be my pick for like the whole yep. thing. Uh, yep. We start with Polly. You know, that, yeah, that's who you Polly. really want by your side when you're a 95-year-old man who needs to go to bed. Yeah. Uh, Perry. You'll, yeah, she's great. You obviously need Perry around if you've got cramp in your hands and you just need a neck to wrap <laughs> them around. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and then this is where we really got into, like, what I consider, like, high, high-tier choices. So I've put uh -huh. P for the Ponds, you know, any, yep. either of those. Yeah, and then P for the pots, Bill Potts. Yeah, and then I, I think this is obviously going to be my pick this week. P for Pertwee. Pertwee, yeah, yeah. Hard but, to disagree with that. It, it's weird because I was thinking, like, I was thinking back on like a conversation we had recently because I was like, I really like Pertwee, but yep. then. I've also really liked both Colin Baker stories we've watched. And mm -hmm. I'm certain once upon a time I ranked all the like classic Doctors. And I, I would love to know what episode it was so I can go back. I think it was when we did our first McCoy story. And I'd love Possibly. to see how that's changed. Yeah, I, um, 
if if any of our listeners can remember off the top of their heads and uh, and uh, save us the job of combing through the archives, yeah. do let us know because that might be a fun thing for us to revisit um, in a few weeks' time. In fact, uh, but f- I'm certain it'll be written in the back of one of my notebooks, so I'll dig it out. Uh, I might have it. Excellent. Hi guys, it's Future Matt here. Just checked my notebooks and it's not there. So if anyone can remember this episode and send us the list, that would be much appreciated. Thank you. That would be great. That would be a great thing for us to revisit soon. Um, all right then, Matt. I'll, uh, shall I shall I mop things up with uh, some classic stories and some writers? You always do. It's time for me to go make uh, a coffee. Okay, so... Paradise Towers. I can't wait to show you Paradise Towers one day. Um, yeah, what a gem that one is. Okay. Um, both, and I'm sort of being both ironic and unironic at the same time. <laughs> it is, it's a trip. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, uh, we've got the Pirate Planet. Just, yeah, classic bit of Tom Baker, Douglas Adams. Good, great time. Uh, we've got Planet of Evil. Cannot remember what occurs on Planet of Evil. Can't even tell you which Doctor that was. Probably <laughs> Tom Baker. Um, but it might not be. Um, Planet of Fire. Uh, which is, you know, a decent Davidson story. Planet of Giants. Mm. Um, which Which planet do you reckon that is? Planet of Giants. Uh, one with look. Is it a specific one we've seen? It's it is it is a planet that has been featured in Yoo Hoo. Yeah. Um, planet of Giants. Yeah. I feel like that's a reference I should really know, but I don't. Mm. I'm gonna have to apologise. It's Planet Earth, but oh. it's, it's it's a story where uh, Hartnell and the gang get shrunk down so they're teeny tiny. Ah, oh, see, I, I only know it by its yeah. formal title of Orphan 55, so <laughs> you can understand my confusion. I can. Um, Planet of the Daleks, solid Dalek story. Planet of the Spiders. As you can see, there's quite a lot of planet stories in Classic. Mm. <laughs> planet of the Spiders, which is uh, Pertwee's regeneration story. Okay. It's too long. <laughs> is is, it, is, it, is it one of those that's like 18 episodes or something stupid? It's, it's only six, but the entirety of one of those six parts is just John Pertwee driving around on a variety of silly vehicles. Oh, amazing. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty fun, but it, it, it does drag a bit. Um, okay. Uh, the power of crawl, uh, part of the key to time series, of course, uh, the power of Daleks, which is a good Dalek story, to say the least. No um, such thing. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the timeless classic, Pyramids of Mars. Yeah. Mm. So, there you go. A lot of very strong classic uh, stories there, and also some that I literally cannot remember any details about. Um, writers. We've got Vinay Patel. 
Demons of the Punjab, Fugitives of the Jadoon. Ah, yeah. Even if he never writes another thing for Doctor Who, that's quite a legacy. Yeah. Yeah, two, two uh, of the best from the Chibnall era. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Um, we've got uh, Victor Pemberton, who wrote Fury from the Deep. Not a story I've experienced yet. Uh, I must pick up the animation at some point and give that one a go. We've got Mark Platt, who wrote Ghost Light, um, which was one of McCoy's final series. Um, I watched it not too long ago, only a few weeks ago. I still haven't decided whether I likes it or not. Oh, wow. It is... I mean, you know me, Matt. I like a bonkers Doctor Who story. Yeah. You like it out there, don't you? Yeah, I do. Ghost Light might be a little too much for me. Right. It is that bad. Um, I think I think I liked it, but I, I need to give it another watch at some point. Is it more mad than that one we watched it. where with Carcass? Is that called The Mind Robber? I always forget what that one is. Um, I'd say it is more mad because that one is that one is very Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. But they very they very dis, they make a very conscious choice to like take the Doctor and his companions out of out of the normal realms of time and space and like we've in the land of fiction and you know mm. it's very you know here we are we're gonna we're gonna adhere to dream logic here because we've we've bent the rules Ghostlight ostensibly seems to take place on our Earth, but nobody in that story acts like an actual human being. <laughs> and um, it's just, it's, it's wild. It's, it's like art house Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I liked it, but yeah, I'm not sure. Um, uh, any, anyway, subsequently to that, I think Mark Platt's done quite a lot for Big Finish because, of course... Coming in right at the very end of, of Classic Who, he never really got a fair crack of the whip, I think, as a writer. Um, and <coughs> Eric Pringle, who uh, wrote The Awakening, apparently, which... Do I even remember The Awakening? Which one's that? I'm just Googling it now. Fifth Doctor, Tegan and Turlow. <coughs> Set in the fictional... Vi- English village of Little Hodcombe in 1984. In the serial, a psychic alien creature called the Malice takes control of Sir George Hutchinson to feed and awaken it with the help of deadly reenactments of the English Civil War. Ah, yes, no. And it was uh, that very last bit at the end is where I suddenly remembered. Yeah, because before then, that was just the most generic description of any episode of Doctor Who. (laughs) Yeah. Just like, oh no, really... alien menace is plaguing someone. <laughs> <laughs> Some small vi- English village. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's like, a whilst you were reading that, I was like, is London. that the demons? <laughs> like, could have been anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I d- yeah, I, I'll be honest. Not it, it, it obviously didn't leave much of an impression on me. So um, the other writer that I've I've kind of saved till last because really does merit a bit more discussion, is Kit Peddler. Okay. Does that does that name ring a bell with you? Never heard of him. What if I tell you that he was a writer or co-writer on the following stories? The Tenth Planet, The Moon Base, 
Tomb of the Cyberman, The Weird in Space and The Invasion. The thing those stories all have in common, Matt, is the Cybermen. Oh, God. He, he He's to is, blame, then, is he? He's to blame. He is the creator of the Cybermen. Right. So, um, and as I've said before many a time, Cybermen, my favourite uh, classic monster. I think I gave Terry Nation the nod, didn't I? When we did N. You did. So it would be churlish of me not to give Kit Pedler the nod on this occasion. Especially as I like Cybermen more than I like Daleks. But it's Pertwee, isn't it? Yeah. It's got to be. I think this is the first time we've both picked the same thing. Yeah, I, I try to go different to you. Well, um, because, but I can't, you know, uh, to, to say it's anything other than Pertway would, would be completely disingenuous of me. Do you know what? Do you know what? It's on the record that I did say Pertway, but I'm going to change mine yeah. to Bill Potts. Go for it. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Then we're covering the ba- all bases. Cause, There's two very you know, strong picks. Yeah. And frankly, I think, I don't think any either of us would have disagreed if one of us had said Pons either, because, mm. you know a great Moffat Moffat had some good companions didn't he yeah like I say I I think about I was thinking about this a lot in the week because I I I keep defending Matt Smith and going yeah he's my favourite doctor and again I think I've probably even said this on pod but like I, I enjoyed his era because it was fun but like I even said this on the after show when we were recording. Now, if someone says, you know, picture the doctor, it's Capaldi for me. Right. Interesting. Yeah. I, I think yeah. like I say, Capaldi's the best doctor, but just that first series just wasn't very fun, <laughs> you know. No, it's not. But it's like I think with the thing with Capaldi, it's like you've got to acquire the taste. Yeah. You've got to really put the time in. Let let him sort of sink into your consciousness. And by the end of that run, y- you know, y- you'll be hard-pressed not, not to love his Doctor, I think. Yeah. You have to be in it for the long haul. You have to see his yeah. progression. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what a great run. Um, all right, then. I think... We didn't even mention the Peters, did we? Peter Davison, Peter Capaldi. Yeah. Yeah, you know, even more doctors there to consider. But anyway, no, I'm sticking with Pertwee. Yeah. No. Okay. A lot of high-caliber choices this week. Absolutely. Uh, should we do the A to Z? Because it'll take us about 30 seconds this week. Yeah, go on then. What letter are we doing this week, Matt? Uh, we're doing Q this week, David. Okay, great. I, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. There's surely loads of stuff to talk about for I the mean, letter Q. Obviously, so much comes to mind. Uh, would you like some yeah. episodes that start with Q? Boy, would I. Well, tough luck. I haven't got any. <laughs> 
Uh, well, do you want to hear some cla- some classic uh, stories to begin with? Q always. Yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately, there are none. So. Excellent. Uh, would you like some yeah, got that up, cast and characters that start with Q? Yes. Yes, I would. Uh, well, tough luck. There aren't any. <laughs> well, um, let's talk about writers then, shall we? Yeah. Uh, do you want you want some writers that begin with Q? Oh yes, please. So do I. <laughs> hey, we're racing through it. Do you want some aliens? Yeah. Yes. Uh, what about the Queen Bat? <laughs> oh, from Caves of Androzani? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so far, that is our front runner. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then there is a character. Well, it's a race, but also a character mm-hmm. from class. Obviously, my favourite Doctor Who spin off. Uh, yes. Called the Quill. So then one of the, oh, yes. one of the characters adopts the name Miss Quill. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that counts, I guess. That's something. Yeah. But only true connoisseurs uh, like me that have seen class know that. Mm. So, it's, I've never had to do this before, Matt. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm tempted to look at production codes. Right. Well, Just to get something for Q. I, I did a deep dive today. Okay. Yeah. I kind of have four or five go-to websites I check, like the list of alien names, mm-hmm. the list of episode names, list of cast and crew, and I've had to do yeah. a bit of a venture away from them to look for probably more niche references. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I've got one from the TV. I, you might know this better than me. I think it's a classic story. Sharder. Mm. Oh, yes. Well, Sharda was the one that was never completed. Okay. Due to due to uh, industrial action. Okay. Um, was it ever released as, like, an audio? Well, that's the thing. Because it, it was this sort of, like, this rarity, a, a, a lost Tom Baker story, um, it, it, it very quick... And also it was written by Douglas Adams. So it very quickly took on a bit of a life of its own. So, if I tell you, Sharda, first of all, Douglas Adams reused elements from the story for the third Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy novel. Uh-huh. Um, it then spawned um, a, a, a big... There was a big Finnish audio adaptation featuring the Eighth Doctor. There were... I think there have been two separate novelizations. Okay. There have been uh, fan attempts to, um, like, salvage the material... Because the material that was shot is out there. Um, There were fan attempts to, I think, to, like, sort of use those and, like, combine that with animation. Um, Ultimately, a couple of years ago, there was an official BBC version. Um, I think prior to that, there was a VHS release which had Tom Baker doing, like, linking duration for the existing elements. Um, there have been just countless versions of Shahada. So despite being a, a story that never actually aired on British television, 
it probably has more iterations than almost any other classic Doctor Who story. Right, well, you might have to pardon my ignorance because I don't know which version this comes from. Okay. Okay. So this is from... I'm going to read you an extract from TARDIS Wikia that I believe links to that story. Yeah. Okay. Q was the 17th letter of the alphabet following P and preceding R. When trying to remember young Parsons' name, Professor Cronotis went through the alphabet with the Doctor and Romana too. They started at ABC yeah. and eventually got to PQR before he skipped to X and Y. So actually, David, I'm going to go for the letter Q as my submission <laughs> this week. <laughs> Ah, fair enough. Um, right, before I nail it down, I'm, should we do production codes for a change? Yeah, it'd be interesting. I'll let you know which know. production codes we. So first all up, those, we have all those nerds that listen. They'll be loving this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've got the Space Museum was the first production code featuring the letter Q. Then we had in the Second Doctor era QQ, the Web of Fear. Two stories that I like so far. Then we go into the into the triples. We've got QQQ. That's Frontier in Space. Um, which is, yeah, a decent Pertwee. 4Q, The Face of Evil. Um, which is fun Tom Baker story. So we've got one per Doctor so far. 5Q, that's another Doctor, uh, a fourth Doctor one. Megloss. Uh, 6Q, Planet of Fire. So we're into the fifth Doctor's era there. Does um, uh, Colin Baker doesn't even get a Q story. By the time we get to 7Q, it's Ghost Light, which we talked about last week. And then that's that, because uh, the new series didn't even use uh, letters in their production codes. Wow. So, I mean, I'll be honest... I like a lot of those stories, but there's none in there that I'm like, oh, wow, yes, Stone Cold Classic, you know? Mm-hmm. So this is this is off, off the top of my head. Just because when you mentioned the Queen Bat, I started thinking about other queens in Doctor Who. And I think I'm going to go with Queen Elizabeth II. No, not sorry, not Queen. No, that's the current one, isn't it? Let yeah, me try that is, that is again. the Queen. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I meant, of course, Queen Elizabeth the First, um, purely because I love the payoff in the Day of the Doctor when we've had all of these oblique references in New Who prior to, you know. Uh, you know, obviously it starts with the Shakespeare code when uh, Queen Elizabeth turns up and sort of sets her guards yes. on um, on the Doctor and he's utterly clueless as to why because it, it hasn't happened yet for him. Um, and then we get that payoff all those series later. Um, I think that's great fun and, and, and something that only Doctor Who could do. I'm just trying to think of other queens. I might, I might go for Queen Elizabeth the Tenth. I might go for Liz Ten. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. Uh, I mean, I it, as cheesy as it is, I love that line. Basically, I rule. 
What about Queen Nefertiti? Uh, I, I mean, she was there. She oh. was present for an episode of Doctor Who. I might go Queen of the Rachnos. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Have we had any other alien queens? I don't believe so. Uh, I mean, well, there probably have been, and I just can't... I can't dredge them up, you know, it's just on the fly. Um, but I think that's it. I, I can't... Yeah, I'm sticking with it. Queen Elizabeth I is my answer. Right. Queen of the Ragnos is mine. Right. There we okay. go. Okay. Right. I'm really, really sorry, Matt. I'm going to have to quickly dash to the loo. Wow. Um, this is a new so, segment. I didn't see coming. <laughs> Please edit this out, Matt. David Poop. <laughs> David Poop. David Poop. 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 Oh yeah. David. 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 So yeah, that about does it for Q then, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so hopefully with R next week, we'll have something, something more substantial. I expect so. It's a one-pointer in Scrabble. There ought to be a fair for me to discuss. Um, Thank you for listening to Neither the Time Nor the Space. If you wish to contact us, our email address is timenorspacepod at gmail.com and on Twitter we are at timenorspacepod. And thank you to Alexander Urban for his smashing arrangement of the Doctor Who theme. 